Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our buddy Eric Name of The Athletic covers the Milwaukee Bucks. Eric, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I, I, I Let's start out with the back-to-back losses. And I'm listening to the national media talk about, well, it, you know, they, they won a couple of games by the skin of their teeth. They lose back-to-back games for the first time all season long. They're nursing the knees of Giannis. Is this team running out of steam? So I ask you, is this team running out of steam? No, I don't think so. I think this is, you know, a spot where they do have some injuries, and this is really the first time that they've dealt with injuries. I think the – the George Hill injury is is undeniably big for them right now. Uh, you're looking at Mike Brunoser putting out some lineups where there's no point guard on the floor. There's essentially three power forwards in the center. I mean, in Utah, they start Middleton, Giannis, Mirtich, Ersan Ilyasova, and Brooke Lopez. And, you know, that's just not an NBA lineup. <laughs> that, that, it, it's as simple as that. That's not how this works. Uh, and, you know, they, they survived it and had a chance to win that game, but ultimately couldn't, and then lost in Phoenix as well. But this is really the first time that they've dealt with with any sort of serious injury this year. George Hill out now for a little while. So um, we're going to have to see exactly how they how they deal with that. They're, I think they're struggling with it a little bit right now. Um, I think when they're bringing some other guys off the bench, having those no-point guard lineups, their defense has been suffering. So, they're figuring all that out at the moment, but I don't know that this is them running out of gas. This is just them kind of dealing with, you know, their first batch of, of injuries and I guess of their first little bit of adversity this season. So uh, let me ask you this about Giannis's knees. Is there any concern there? Should there be any concern there? Um, I don't know if there's any more concern than there's ever been before. Uh, when, when you watch, or I guess just knowing him over the years, he has this knee tendinosis. Uh, it's something that they've managed in the past, and uh, it's something that they're managing now. They, they were very aware of it going into the season. They were very aware of you know, how that could be affected if you overplay him, if you give him too many minutes. And you know, last year, I think we saw it become much more serious, uh, where you know, they had to give him you know, a full week off where I think it was eight days consecutively where he didn't play. I don't think we're going to see this organization do that at all. They've done a nice job limiting his minutes this season and, you know, keeping it down. So I think we'll see him miss some more games, but I don't think it's it's a cause for concern because when you go to, to the playoffs, uh, obviously you, you never play on back-to-back days. You always have uh, rest days in between and, I just think by the time you get there, and you saw last year, Giannis is going to be in tip-top shape, and he's going to be able to dominate like he normally does. 
Talking with Eric Name of the Athletic covering the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, so part of this I can look at and say, you know what, you get Miritich, you get him back, you're bringing in Pal Gasol. Uh, you're trying to fit in some new pieces and figure out some minutes for everybody as well. Could that be part of this? Could this be playing into it just a little bit? Yeah, I got an article coming out in uh, Athletic today, and that's kind of what I talk about. You know, I talk about the injuries, uh, and then, you know, I talk about a bunch of new lineups. Uh, every single game they're playing, uh, you know, there's – or at least since the All-Star break, there's been new lineups that we haven't seen before. And part of that is because uh, of George Hill's injury in the second game after the All-Star break and then signing Isaiah Cannon for uh, a 10-day contract where he plays a couple games. So every time he was in the game, you had new lineups there. And then, you know, you bring in Pau Gasol, so you have new lineups there. And now you've had games where uh, Malcolm Brown has been out, uh, Eric Bledsoe has been out, Giannis has been out. Uh, those uh, already injured guys I mentioned have been out. And so... Every single game, at least recently, the Bucks have been needing to experiment with new lineups. And, you know, when you have that type of experimentation and, you know, you, you are trying to cover for things, things don't run as smoothly. Offensively, they've been fine, mainly because they just have so much offensive firepower. But defensively, uh, since the All-Star break, they've been 20th in defensive ratings. So they're struggling defensively. And you, I think a, a lot of what you can see is, just not that same connectivity that they normally have where they're together, they know exactly where they need to be, they know exactly how they need to rotate and work together, and, you know, that just hasn't been the case in these last couple weeks. So talk about Malcolm Brogdon and what he's meant for this team, because as much as we talk about Chris Middleton and the kind of the up-and-down season he's had and going back to the shooting woes the other night, boy, you talk about Malcolm Brogdon being completely steady. Yeah, Brogdon just manages that pretty much every game to – uh, always end up with, I don't know, five or seven baskets somewhere in there. And uh, I think the big thing with him is just that uh, he's always able to find – he always tends to have a favorable matchup because, uh, as we've talked about here before, I know you talked to him about on the basketball hour a few weeks back, like he's going to end up having the you know fourth or fifth best defender on him and – the Bucks do a really nice job in this offense of putting him in isolation situations where he can use his quickness. He can use, uh, you know, a little bit of his deceptiveness. Uh, he's always able to finish around the rim really tricky. And, you know, he's able to get to the basket, and he can do that uh, pretty much on a night-in, night-out basis. So he's able to do that. Obviously, he's been a great three-point shooter as well, so he can hit them open threes. And, you know, by the end of the night, he has a pretty solid night uh, put together. So, uh, he has been incredibly steady for them. He's a guy that, uh, as they sit there and you know think through each night, they know that uh, you know if you're matching up best player against best player, second best versus second best, when they get down to that fourth or fifth area, he's always going to have an advantage, and he's always going to outplay that other person in a, a different team starting lineup. Uh, real quick before I let you go, uh, so Budenholzer's figuring out his lineup. He's been trying to kind of massage minutes for guys. But down the stretch, um, you know, look, I still think no matter what seed they end up, let's just say, for example, they sit Giannis a lot and they end up as a three seed or a four seed. They're a matchup nightmare come the postseason for anybody, correct? Yeah, I think they're just – the fact that they're built on depth makes them really difficult uh, to cover once the postseason comes around because so often with teams you're going to have, you know, uh, a – 
a one uh, a n- number one option and then maybe a number two option or a one, two, and three option. But that four or five, you can kind of scheme out. You can kind of ignore. You can find a way to really make it hard on those primary options. And, you know, we see that all the time in the playoffs. Teams have to go deeper into their play about playbooks. They have to go deeper into all the action that they like to run. And because they have to do that, it's more difficult to get those one, two, and three guys' looks. With this Bucks team, they're always going to probably present some sort of matchup, uh, either problem or conundrum for someone attempting to cover them just because they have that talent across the board. So, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's going to want to play the Bucks uh, when it comes to playoff time just because, one, Giannis is going to be the best player in any series that he participates in in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and then, two, they just have guys up and down the roster that can make an impact. Talking with uh, Eric Name of the Athletic, big one coming up tomorrow night uh, against the Indiana Pacers. Boy, I tell you what, the Pacers, even after Oladipo, they've not gone away. Give them a lot of credit for what they've been able to accomplish and the way they've been able to play because they have stayed a very viable team. This is a big game coming up on Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah, this is another one of those teams in the Eastern Conference that, you know, I think everyone thought, uh, as you mentioned, was just going to kind of fade away uh, after the Oladipo injury, but they've managed to hold on to the number three spot. And, you know, it's been – interesting to see them they have such a clear identity this is something that you know they are this is what they're known for they're going to play tough hard-nosed defense and uh, Nate McMillan really has them playing a good brand of basketball on that side so that's what they are trying to do and they execute it they just go out and execute defensively and you know they found a way to survive offensively and if you're the Bucks. uh the funny thing is, uh, I don't know where exactly you want the, the Pacers to end up there. Uh, because they, if you're the one seed and they end up holding on to the three seed, you're not going to get to, you're not going to get to play them in that second round. And instead you're going to have to play, you know, the winner of a 76 year Celtics series, which you know, are two teams that I think most people want to try to avoid come playoff team playoff time. Cause those are two teams that, you know, really go out there and uh, kind of scare people because of their talent, but just haven't, figured out how to get it going this year. So uh, watching the Pacers this year or the rest of the season is going to be uh, really interesting. It's going to have a huge impact on the Eastern Conference playoffs and kind of how all of this goes down. Hey, who matches up? I mean, it, when we talk about the Eastern Conference, as the playoffs approach, I think the expectation has gone from winning a first-round playoff series to getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even for some getting to the NBA Finals, but as, as good as the Bucks have played. What team matches up best against them? And I felt before Oladipo went down that, that Indiana figured out a way to defend the Bucks probably better than anybody. But it seems like whenever the Bucks lose, it's either the Bucks have a historically bad shooting night or the team they're playing has a historically wonderful shooting night. It's taken almost a team's best to beat them. So who matches up against the Bucks the best? Yeah, I think you have to kind of try to decide really – do any of those teams have a way to stop Giannis? And as you mentioned, Indiana probably defended him the best, but I don't think any of those teams really have a great matchup for Giannis, whether it's the Raptors, the Sixers, or the Celtics. Um, You know, he's really been able to do whatever he wants just about, you know, uh, against just about any of them. So then I think you go to the other side and you think about who are guys that you're really going to be afraid of come playoff time. I think Kawhi Leonard is obviously one of those players, but, they have the Bucks have Chris Middleton. He matches up pretty well against Leonard. No one, no one really stops Leonard, but uh, he's big enough that he can't get bullied by Kawhi Leonard. And uh, Middleton's big enough to you know kind of force him into being a jump shooter, which is exactly what you want. And then 
you know, you go to the 76ers and the Celtics, and the Bucks have a guy that can match up against Embiid. Simmons, I think they can defend pretty well. Jimmy Butler is a tough cover, but, you know, I think you can defend him well. And then, you know, I think it really comes down to the Celtics. Al Horford is a player that they've struggled with, and they struggled with him last year in the playoffs. And, you know, I think they, they've struggled with him thus far this season when they've played them. And then on top of it, you have Kyrie Irving, who's just so incredibly skilled that in the playoffs, his ability to beat guys one-on-one just takes him to, you know, another level as a player that, you know, during the season, maybe he's not in the MVP kind of category, but once the postseason comes around, his ability as an ISO scorer really can push him to the next level. So, you know, I think if you're you're trying to figure out teams that, you know, either match up fast against the Bucks or give the Bucks the most problems, I think it's probably the Celtics. And, you know, maybe if you're the Bucks, you hope they get the five seed and they get knocked out in that 4-5 game against the Sixers. And then in the Eastern Conference Finals, you have the winner of, you know, kind of Raptors, Pacers, Wainbury. I, I don't really know uh, what's the best kind of outcome for all of this in the playoffs, but uh, I think the Celtics team would be the one that, you know, you maybe fear the most if you're the Bucks. Eric, always good to chat with you. We'll chat again next week. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, okay? I look forward to it. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Eric, name of the Athletic, has an article coming out about some of the things we just discussed. You can read his stuff there. Covers the Milwaukee Bucks. Join us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.